Well, I don't feel like I'm a part of the everyday American society, and I don't want to be, let me tell you. Okay? I do my damnedest to tear it down. A governor's task force has determined that punk rockers are society's new subversives and must be treated as such. Taxation is theft. Oh! God damn it, motherfucker! We're talking peace, love, and honor. FBI is feeling the heat. Your own conscience, your own morality, your own decision, your own self. You alone can do it. There is no authority but yourself. The BR Hates Fed Show. Welcome to the Rice Fields, motherfuckers. They shot dogs in Australia. For no fucking reason. Hello and welcome to the BR Hates Fed Show. <laughs> I, I, I had to do an opening like that. Because it's been stewing in my fucking head all day at work. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, all I can fucking think about is who shot the fucking dogs? Um, so, as many of you have probably known, it's, it's kind of old news at this point. They, uh, they shot dogs that were waiting to be adopted, like rescue dogs, in Australia that had already found families to go and be with. And this wasn't just like a bunch of, you know, mangy older older dogs, not that there's anything wrong with rescuing them. These were like healthy fucking, some of them were pups, one of them was a, a mother that just had uh, 10 pups of her own, like a week before. And they, they fucking killed these dogs to prevent the spread of COVID, which is, the most fucking inhuman thing ever, because it's not like, you might hear that and think, oh, well, did the dogs have COVID? Not that I've really seen anything definitive about um, animals getting it, aside from fucking bats. But yeah, like, there was no fucking information about the dogs being sick or anything. It, was, it wasn't anything like that. It was literally to prevent families coming to this, um, this rescue center and to prevent travel and stuff. It, within Australia, and my oh fucking my, what a shocker that all of the former colonies or for, former um, parts of the British Empire are so fucking authoritarian. Where did they learn that? Dear old dad, fucking good old abusive Britain has hammered into into these places this um, legacy of authoritarianism. Canada, fucking disgusting. Australia, fucking disgusting. Britain itself, Jesus Christ, God help them. Um, I have no idea what's going on in India. I'm sure it's god awful. I mean, they're shit in the streets, God knows. Um, but they, oh, and for anyone who thinks I'm just knocking India to be a prick, they literally have a government PSA, or a government, um, like, propaganda campaign uh, with animated 3D shit telling you to, like, not shit in the street. So, yeah, I don't know what the fuck's happening in that country. I've, um, I really enjoy traveling, but India has never really stirred any interest in me. I would much rather go to somewhere like Afghanistan. <laughs> and I'm not fucking joking. Afghanistan's really beautiful. Uh, unfortunately, it is under Taliban rule, but, you know, we'll see... We'll see how many years it takes for that to change. I'm sure there'll be 
some more shit around there. Anyway, um, Australia, authoritarian as fuck, they killed dogs for no fucking reason. And since that news came out, I've been trying to figure out who actually shot the dogs. Like, obviously, some fucking authoritarian, um, cunt shot, in the words of Ricky Gervais, some stupid cunt, uh, shot these dogs. And it's like, who the fuck did it? Because every article you read, um, 15, so 15 rescue dogs have been killed by a local council in Australia to prevent volunteers from an animal charity from traveling to pick them up. Who shot the dogs, motherfucker? I want to know. (laughs) I, it's, it's like, um, it's like saying victims of the drug war were killed by politicians. Like, you're not wrong. But who pulled the fucking trigger? Because people can write some stupid shit, um, you know, and say, oh, this is law now. But it doesn't fucking mean anything until someone's willing to strap a gun on their fucking hip and go out and enforce it. So who was willing? Who heard from some daft old cunt? Hey, for the good of public health, let's execute these dogs like we're living in fucking 1940s Germany and we don't like the religion they, they follow. I mean... Jesus fucking Christ. And yes, I did just conflate killing pups with uh with the Holocaust. Um we'll we'll work with that. We'll all just sit on that uncomfortably. But what the fuck? I just can't find anything that says who shot them. Uh do you wanna hear that fucking excuse? Of course you do. A spokesperson from the Office of Local Government, a government watchdog, told the Sydney what the fuck? What the fuck does that Before we even go any further on that, a spokesperson from the Office of Local Government, a government watchdog, as it, like, I, I guess what their position is trying to imply is that they are meant to check up on what the government's up to and make sure it's moral. But if he's working in a government office, he's literally just a fucking yes man. That's, that's the same as a police department investigating themselves and find themselves free of any wrongdoing. What a ridiculous... But that's Australia. That's, like, normal. You know? And, and it's the same thing with Britain. It's... And, and all... I mean, even the fucking US to an extent. But it's just not so fucking blatant. There's all... You know, we, we at least have the, the wool over our eyes of... Oh, checks and balances. Like, fuck off. That doesn't exist. You know, one head looks at the other and goes, You alright? Like, yeah. They think we did something wrong. Did you? Well, yeah. And they're like, oh, no, no, we got you, we got you, don't worry about it. Yep, we checked them out, they didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> so, I'm sick to fucking death of reading shit like that. Anyway, um, a spokesperson from the Office of Local Government, a government watchdog, told the Sydney Morning Herald that the council ordered the dogs to be shot, quote, to protect its employees and community, including vulnerable Aboriginal populations, from the risk of COVID-19 transmission. And for anyone... Not on the know, Aboriginal are the original, or Aborigines are the original populace of Australia before we turned it into a, uh, a prison colony full of clearly people that would go on to uh, have fucking idiotic descendants that uh, crave boots to lick. Except for Liberty Down Under. Um, follow him on Twitter and, and Instagram, we're bringing him on e-militia very soon. Um, he's done a great job of sharing what's going on down there. And I, I genuinely fear for his life, because 
or at least his liberty, they've been fucking arresting people just for protesting. Like, or even planning protesting, and, like, not necessarily going. They'll, they'll just fucking arrest them in their home. It is some real 1984 Orwellian shit down there. And, uh, you know, there's been pushback, fortunately. I mean, Christ, they're building camps, which I never thought I would say in my fucking life beyond, like, a joke. Which is insane. We're, we're, we went from two years ago talking about, like, yeah, if they come for our guns, now it's like, well, if they stick us in camps, and it's not the craziest fucking concept. And, like I always say, I hate tinfoil hat shit. I hate to be like, oh, well, what they could do, because usually I'm like, well, what are they fucking doing? But the rate that they're going with stepping up authoritarianism and just, like, hey, are they going to take this? Can we, like, can we try this on them? Hey, they accepted that. No one really revolted. All right, carry on with the program. Um, it's concerning. It's so fucking rapid. And it's it's turning me into a fucking lunatic. Like, the, the more... The more I pay attention to uh, kind of the progress and the the shifting level of accepted authoritarianism, the more I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, I'm not trying to host InfoWars here or anything, but they're, they're even starting to sound pretty fucking sensible more often than not these days. Um, so, yeah, I, you know... You can't just look down at your feet, otherwise you're not gonna fucking see where you're going, you know? Like, you can't just be like, oh, well, this is happening today, and, uh, who knows what's happening tomorrow? I'm just gonna keep on paying attention to what's happening. At a certain point, you have to be like, well, what the fuck is next? Um, you know, even perfectly reasonable people who try and stay away from the, the crazier conspiratorial shit, but it's like, what will be fucking next? What can we expect to to encounter down the fucking road three months from now. Because every three months, it's radically a different kind of terrain that we're, we're dealing with, both in the U.S. and just fucking everywhere. I, uh... <laughs> I, I am so glad I have not been able to be without a firearm for the last few years of my life. I have never gone anywhere not strapped really without fail um or at least having it if it's not within reach of me it's locked up in a safe place very fucking close to me <laughs> so yeah i fucking weep for the australians um again uh we're gonna have at liberty down under on the e-militia to give us a bit more information on what it looks like on the ground if he doesn't get locked up before the show because, uh, yeah, it seems if you even stand up against this, even from an informational or, you know, activist kind of standpoint, you are persona non grata, you will be targeted, you'll be at least, uh, you know, watched, if not actually fucked with. Um, they'll, they'll visit your house, potentially arrest you. It's been insane watching Australia. And I, again... No fucking faith in the Australian government from the start. I've always hated Australia. I've never been, because, and no disrespect to the Aussies, I just have zero fucking interest. It's a big desert island with some beautiful coasts, maybe some cool hiking. I'll make it down there someday, but 
I I've been to I've been to New Zealand twice, never Australia. If that tells you anything, I'll go down to I'll go down to New Zealand. It's a beautiful fucking country. Um, also Austra- uh, Australian, also authoritarian as fuck. Um, they've got a right cunt for a prime minister too. She is the fucking worst from her gun control through to her authoritarian lockdowns and and border control. She fuck her. I, I forget her name, but she's a fucking cunt. Um. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's pretty fucking concerning, and I'm wondering where we're heading here. You know, to be selfish, it's like, well, what could they accomplish in the states? It's so dangerous to make such bold moves in the United States because the population is potentially very explosive. We're not a bunch of fucking, you know, obedient sheep that have no means to to not push back. You know, and I I really doubt there's going to be some kind of civil conflict. I, I really do genuinely doubt there's going to be a big conflict, because I, I think everyone's, as I've been saying a few times before on this show, I think everyone's pretty war-weary and also just exhausted from this whole thing. I don't think anyone's got a fight in them, but I, I certainly think there could be um, violence, like uh, more localized rather than any kind of revolutionary or otherwise kind of um, armed conflict, more just... Little little crop ups of violence. We're seeing weird shit happening at the minute, like uh, that stupid as fuck gunfight in Portland between that uh, <laughs> probably some Antifa guy and probably some Proud Boy guy. Fucking nerds. Seriously, they're they're shooting at each other in the street. They're both missing like dickheads. Basically playing laser tag. It's the silliest fucking thing, and <laughs> it. It almost, it almost screams to me, false flag, except it's like such a flash in the pan, and little weird, um, what do you call it? It's not, like, it wasn't even a street brawl, but just little moments of violence are becoming more and more common. Everything from Kenosha and all that kind of stuff through to these, like, well, all the fucking fun we had during the summer of last year, like, Violence is just becoming more common. It's just, yeah, violence happens, you know? Like, <laughs> a, a year or two ago, well, more than a year or two ago now, fuck, in the before four times, violence like this wasn't quite so common. I know we've had a lot of unrest really since, like, the culture war shit started back 2015, 2016, and we were having all the... the politicians, fanboys, fighting in the streets. Hey, how's it going guys? I just want to take a quick second to answer a question I get quite a bit these days. So a lot of people ask me, BR, how can I support what you do, your shows, and all that good stuff? The best way to do that is to check out my lifestyle brand, Liberty Punk Inc. Covering all of your niche political shirts, stickers, and flags needs. Everything from slaps that are weatherproof, can go on your car, go on your hydro flask, all that good stuff. To full-sized flags, you can fly outside your house, fly at rallies, present something a little bit different. Our Peace, Autonomy, and Liberty, or our Anarcho Betsy flag are always popular. We have a whole ton of clothing options too, of course, and you can stop wearing all that grunt-style shit and start wearing something that truly shows off 
your belief in actual liberty. Best way to find all that is to search Liberty Punk Inc. online, or you can go directly to spiritofresistance.com, find the Liberty Punk Inc. collection, or you can follow the link in the description of any of my solo show videos and find my store that way. Every purchase supports me and what I do, Spirit Resistance, and we have a part for Liberty Community Issues. If you pick something up, feel free to tag me. Thanks for all your support, guys, and let's get back to the show. The fuck are those people even doing anyway? Like, you're, you're risking severe injury, potentially even death, if you get fucking shot or ran down by a Camaro or whatever the fuck it was at one of these stupid protests that mean literally nothing. Like, you're not protesting something like lockdowns or gun rights or whatever it might be. You're, you're out there to fight the other guy, to, to line up against the other team, red versus blue, however you fucking dress, your black block and your patriot garb, it's all fucking stupid shit. You're just simping for different politicians. You both think that if your fucking guy got in, we would be in a utopia, and you're morons for it. The The vast majority, I mean, I, I know there's like actual ANCOM Antifa people, and I, like, like the ones that are genuinely anti-fascist, anti-authoritarian, uh, usually the shit, they're usually, you know, okay to talk to. But, um, maybe the shit's a bit too generous. <laughs> Especially for such a, a big smattering of people um, of all descriptions. But, you know, there's, there's good people amongst them. And I'm sure there's good people amongst the Proud Boys, too. But, ultimately, they're accomplishing fuck all. Lo being each other's brain cells out. I mean... <sighs> clean the gene pool up for us. At least, you know, finish the fucking job. Make sure you don't breed. If you're the kind of person interested in that shit... Sort yourself out. Um, aim for the balls, both of you. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, it's it's just a weird fucking time. I think there's going to be... Like, that, um, that truck bomb thing outside the Library of Congress, that was definitely a false flag. I'm... I, I'm not ashamed to put on my tinfoil hat and go, fuck you, that was fake as shit. I, I really don't think it was very convincing. I think it was kind of a a messy grab just to just to sweep the headlines for a day. And in response, uh false flag, hashtag false flag was trending on Twitter and no one really fucking bought it. I mean the usual screechy, you know, vocal minority uh that thinks January sixth actually matters. Um, you know, they were like, Oh, MAGA terrorism, who gives a fuck? Honestly, I mean, it was so unconvincing <laughs> to me. Maybe it was real. Maybe I'll eat my fucking words. There's, there'll be some damning document. But the FBI has been manufacturing domestic terrorists like mad as of recent. I mean, they just tried the thing with the governor kidnappers. All of that was bullshit. They've tried to radicalize lonely Muslim men into jihad before. This was... Uh, both from the FBI Detroit office. There's some real fucking sacks of shit up there. Uh, just, just manufacturing job security, just like the ATF did at Ruby Ridge and Waco. It's, it's how these fucking agencies work. They seek out trouble and then arm, fund, and train it until it's big enough to point at and be like, "Hey, look, aren't we fucking, aren't we fucking killer our jobs, ladies and gentlemen? Look at the fucking job we're doing." I used to say that I don't think I would see the end of the state in my lifetime. But I'm not 
really convinced of that anymore. I'm, I've really been wrestling with it in my head, as I often have the entire time I've been doing this kind of stuff, you know, speaking on podcasts and doing my propaganda and stuff, because it's a, it's a constantly shifting game. But as of recent, I mean, Jesus Christ, the, the accelerationists or collapsitarians are really getting their wish. Um, shit is just speeding up at a rate that I don't think anyone could have really predicted. We have a government that is completely lacking respect. I mean, so many, so many ordinary people, both like, you know, just your friends, your, your family, shit like that, it, just ordinary people you work with. Um, you can, you can ask them and like, at least one in five are going to say something like, yeah, I just don't trust the news, it's all nonsense. And a few years ago, the news was fucking gospel, you know? And, and now, left or right, most people are like, you know, oh no, that news network is bullshit. At the very least, they'll say that network is complete bullshit, it's propaganda, or something to that effect. If not, all news is bullshit, which is massive. That's that's a big cultural shift. We went from just believing everything on TV was word of God, absolute fucking truth. And now there's been this massive shift to a complete lack of trust in media. And, you know, media is what has really kept the populace, especially the fucking boomers and all the obedient generations prior. You know, they, they just were hanging on every word that was on the news. And now it's like... I don't even fucking believe them, and, and and then the the state itself. I mean, <laughs> there's so many, so many people who. Uh, it, it was funny watching the during the Trump administration. You saw very like tons of conservatives go. I just, I think the Re- Republican Party is lost. I think I don't believe in Trump anymore. I, you know, all, all sorts of people just losing faith. They were like, they're not doing what I voted for. They're failing these promises. And I, I'm just losing faith in, in this system. And now, well, the Democrats get their way. They put their puppet in. And guess what? The guy's also a fucking useless moron. And and more and more people are having voter regret. I mean, you know, the the border, not that they truly... The, the, the masses don't give a fuck about the border. It's just something they like to harp on about. Which is fucked up. I... I, I genuinely care about the border. I think it's a really fucked up issue to detain people for trying to improve their lives, especially since most of these people actually contribute a lot more than uh, a lot of our welfare recipients. Um, but that's a, that's a whole fucking issue for another time. But we, uh, I don't know. We, I, the state is becoming delegitimized at a rapid rate, and I have to check myself constantly because obviously we live in mostly an echo chamber all of us we the vast majority of us have you know we'll have whatever a hundred liberty focused accounts that we follow and we kind of get our news from and opinions and such and then you know maybe those of us who are a bit more jaded are like all right i'll reach across the aisle maybe i'll i'll follow some like lefty anarchists or even just like fucking socialists or something just some a, a different opinion that's also dissenting and personally i found it pretty easy to follow more ancoms and socialists um in this kind of era a lot of people don't that's completely fucking fine and i don't i don't think it's for everyone but 
um, the, the anti-war takes are usually pretty good, as well as kind of um, calling out corporatism or crony capitalism. They might, you know, they, they will definitely not use the same verbiage or the same kind of, um, have the same exact viewpoint, but it's just nice to dip into different kind of, different, different echo chambers, really, and be like, are you guys seeing the same thing? You know? Because... It's it's a weird fucking time, and I don't. It, it's it's hard when we come from a community that is jam packed with conspiracy theorists, and for good fucking reason, you know. Like it's half of it's conspiracy theory and half of it's conspiracy fact that we've already you know been like, huh? Well, I guess that was real. Well, throw it on the fucking pile of uh, of proven awfulness, and we'll move on to the next thing. But. You know, it, it's kind of like a sanity, sanity check to be like, do you people see what's going on? And when completely ordinary or people from a different echo chamber, you know, they're, they're seeing the same fucking thing. That's, that's the best I can do to kind of, you know, check myself and be like, I'm not just crazy like, oh, the government's falling apart. It's like, no, no, it's fucking not. Shut the fuck up. It's all is well, and you're just the crazy guy in the corner thinking things are about to, about to collapse. And again, when I say about to collapse, I'm not I'm not saying like the next two weeks. But I do think at this point in time, I I, I do believe I'll see. I don't know if it'll be the entire collapse of the U.S. government, but. I do think we're going to see a very fucking dramatic shift in how the federal government works. I think balkanization is probably going to happen in my life. Like, pretty fucking confident balkanization will happen. I mean, they're just... Places like Texas or California, they're eventually just going to get fucking sick. Even Montana, maybe. Just going to get sick of, you know, oh, well, this is going on, so... Now something that actually wouldn't impact your life at all is now an intrinsic part of your life. How many how many people in Montana do you think give a fuck about COVID? Like truthfully, even the even the more granola hippie types that move from Seattle, if you live in a town of like six thousand people or less, do you give a fuck about the virus? When there's not like a massive transient population or like a big airport, or, you know, like, big commerce, what the fuck do you care? And yet, everything's been put on hold, and there's all this just fucking trash being forced on you that you want nothing to do with, I mean, it's a matter of time. People are starting to figure out, hey, this isn't actually a very good system. I know I say it a lot, and, and I know I'm kind of the, I'm a rare thing being a optimistic anarchist, but um, truthfully I do think people are seeing what the fuck is going on. I, I do think the government absolutely pre-came with their authoritarianism and it's it's not paying off. They're not getting the return they thought they would. And I, I I've always been an optimist because, you know, coming from a military family, having seen the beast a little bit closer than most, and many of you have seen it even closer than I, you kind of understand how inefficient and shit the government is at what it does. You know, it's very good at fucking killing, 
very good at obstructing basic liberties with threat of force and generally being a fucking nuisance and doing things inefficiently. It, that's kind of, that's its selling points, you know? What's, uh, what's on the government's resume? Uh, including a mighty fucking death toll. <laughs> that's, that's a funny thing that socialists do. They, they blame all of the deaths caused by things like the drug war and, um, shit like that. Like, war in general between states. They always, whenever you see, like, a socialist or a communist or whatever, say the death toll of capitalism, it's like world wars and all sorts of shit lumped in. And I get why they do it. I genuinely do. It's not just... It's not just them saying, like, oh, well, it's just a gazillion, gazillion people are dead because of capitalism. What they're genuinely saying is, because of, you know, crony capitalism, because of the corporatist state that we live under, these wars have been fought chiefly for profit, and all of the blood is, you know, it's it's blood money. So I get why they say that, but it's it's just a funny thing, and I'm not particularly defensive of the word capitalism. I like markets. I like free markets. I like black markets, you know, as long as as long as it's moral outside of the legal sense, it's a-okay in my book. Maybe maybe I am just a jaded fucking anarchist at this point. I fucking hate the labels. I hate the left and right. I hate the fucking yellow versus red team bullshit. Truthfully, I could vibe with fucking any anarchist you put in front of me. They could be the most woke, like, dyed-haired lunatic. And, I mean, Christ, uh, Nikki Reed, I, I say those words with love and then think of Nikki Reed. She was awesome. Had him on, um, talking about all sorts of shit, completely different to me in, in terms of an anarchist, you know, talking about queer anarchism and, like, <laughs> uh, like, red light district, um, cities, and all sorts of, you know, like, more lefty kind of shit, I don't fucking care, A-okay in my book, don't hurt people, don't take their stuff, I don't know, I, I haven't even fucking lit my joint yet, I was like, I, I was gonna go into this fucking angry, cause I, uh, I didn't wanna just start smoking again, and then instantly, I'm just like, oh yeah, hey guys, uh, you know, at the mic, and you're like, oh, well, there goes angry BR, he fucking, he fucking smoked him away, and now he's gone until he has to take another forced tolerance break. Because uh, I, I, I like to I like to smoke while I record, but I figured this time I'd do kind of like a half and half and let you choose your flavor, you know. <laughs> let's, let's, just, let's just see which of my fucking bipolar personalities you prefer. But, yeah, it's, um... It's a time of transition for sure. We are in one of the wildest fucking er uh, parts of modern history you'll probably ever see. I, I, I'm trying to, uh, just trying to wrap my head around what are the, the big moments of our current time and what are gonna be footnotes, if that, in the history book. And, you know, like, all, all the people saying, you're living through history! That was such a such an annoying thing at the start of this whole thing, and now I get it. It's like, but f for a completely different reason. Not like, oh, the pandemic of twenty. Oh, what a fucking big. No, 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 no. The pandemic is the footnote. 
really like big big picture when we're talking about centuries not just decades they're gonna look at this the turn of this century as the the final days of empires and I truly fucking believe that I I don't think authoritarianism has a home in the future I I think too many people are too educated there's always going to be stupid mindless masses that choose the most comfortable option but those people have never changed the world they've always existed there's always been just followers just people who just push the button fucking clock in clock out don't think anything maybe they vote maybe they think they're informed on on world events they have opinions truthfully they don't, they don't do fuck all with it they just ah well you know agree or disagree meh, meh, meh. live their fucking life don't do anything particularly interesting. But, I think our generation, the the kind of current ones, even though there's many, many fucking consumer loser morons amongst us, <laughs> and I say that with a heavy heart, because I love people, I want the best for them, but there's just so many fucking idiots. And there always will be, always has been. But, there's the most information that's ever been out there currently, and um, Scobo on Instagram was, he, he said something about this uh, in one of his story rants um, maybe a few weeks ago. He was saying, uh, we're, we're, com we're coming to the end of the wild west of the internet. The, the internet used to be like just a crazy fucking place where you could find anything you wanted to, you know, <laughs> real or not, fact or fiction. And these days, it's becoming more and more monopolized, more and more censored and controlled. I think that's I think that will change back because I there's a big reaction to it. People are just exhausted with random bans because you see it with uh, even completely ordinary social media pages on Instagram and Facebook and stuff are getting slapped with bans for doing fuck all. And <laughs> even like woke lefty kids are like, "Why did you take my page down? <laughs> what the fuck? I was posting pics of like." you know, sneakers or whatever the fuck it might be. So I, I think our generation, you know, it's not like just a subtle sniping of, of dissidents and we're just being picked off and no one's seeing what's going on. It's, they, they've had to take the hammer down so fucking hard. And this is, you know, for the bigger picture as well, but just in the, the world of social media and information dispersal, they've had to come down so fucking hard with the hammer that they've <laughs> they hit their fingers at the same time, you know, they, they've, uh, they're harming the people that generally support them, and that's not gonna, that's not gonna be sustainable. We're already seeing a massive fucking return to homeschooling, and that itself is gonna be a big cultural shift that creates a lot more free thinkers, a lot more people who are more capable, who pursue education that is fulfilling to them, and, you know, from that, I'm sure many will follow employment or otherwise lifestyles that are more fulfilling to them. People will do things outside of the usual tax cattle behavior at an increasing rate, and it's it's exponential, you know? The more this lifestyle is pursued, achieved, done well, and then word of that is spread to the world, or you know, at least to this country, I'm, I'm sure it's going to spread further, um, we're going to see a big cultural change. So. People, um, people have been asking me the last last two weeks for white pills, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, 
my whole ramble so far has been uh, conducive to that because God knows we fucking need a good healthy heaping of white pills because uh, it's it's a dark fucking time. It's it's real fucking uncertain. It's so many people, you know, there are uh, a lot of people are changing where they work right now. I I just did. I've just got myself a new gig. I'm on a four day schedule now, which is fucking killer. They're like ten hour days. And I do, I bang out four days, three-day weekend, fucking consistently, which is going to allow me to do so much more once I've adjusted to the schedule and kind of got my shit together. But already my productivity is fucking, oh, I love it. People are, people are more willing to try out things like this right now. And this is a, a recent change for the company. They haven't been doing this for ages. And um, I don't know, little things like that. Are, uh, are giving me optimism because more and more people are like okay let's try something different and uh, a lot of people are realizing they don't have to just punch the fucking clock and do something miserable it's like go after what you fucking want you know there's there's so many options and while this isn't the the land of the free by any fucking means I'll still say it's the land of opportunity I think there's a lot of a lot of um, choice here in terms of what you can do, which is why it always makes me so sad when people are like, I don't know what to do, should I join the military? I'm poor, I want to get out of this town, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm like, Jesus Christ, have some imagination, kid, like, please. And that's not to demean anyone, but like, do it for yourself. Listen to episode two with my good friend Mitch Seaburn, um, who I'm now editing and producing his podcast for those who haven't yet listened to it check out the art and war podcast we're up to episode nine and then 10 which i'm editing right now i'm getting ahead because mitch is about to have his kid gonna be a busy man shout out to you macy hope all goes well um (laughs) but that's something i've been talking about with with mitch and nathan too and a few others like uh just doing life the way like on your terms you know doing the homestead thing and making money how you want to and you know there's uh there's a better way to live and i think the more of us that actually you know shut the fuck up and just pursue that if if you're on your way to making lifestyle changes that are conducive to your you know your personal freedom your personal safety and sustainability if you're doing that today whether it's you know, like myself, I was like, I gotta make more fucking money so I can I can make a move on some property and and uh, you know start making good changes in my life because the long term the money doesn't really fucking matter. Uh, the 401k definitely doesn't fucking matter because uh, we're not gonna see a fucking cent of that in. That, that that's another shifting part of my perspective. I'm like my 401. I mean, I've always thought 401ks were bullshit, but now I'm like, I will never see a fucking scent of that so that's not the that's not the move um personally i'm gonna be stacking stacking sats getting me some bitcoin and maybe diversifying in a few others but bitcoin will i'll always be a uh, chiefly a bitcoin guy but anyway that's that's gonna be the new 401k because i trust that a fuck ton more than my 401k but anyway if you're making active moves today to put yourself in a position where you can live the lifestyle that you want, that's 
you're, you're doing good, you know, how, doesn't matter your age, doesn't matter where you are in life, how fucking rich or poor you are, if you're actively deciding, hey, this is the first step towards making good choices towards um, achieving the next rung on the ladder to put me in a more free, safe, sustainable place, that's fucking killer. Like, for me right now, getting the property is a big thing for me and the lady, because that, once we have that, we can just put, like, the, the house we currently have, you know, we put our blood, sweat, and tears into it, it's kind of a, an investment to move us towards another property, you know, like actual land and stuff. So, you know, it's, it's just baby steps. Wherever you're at, if you can make a big step, that's fucking killer. If you can make a tiny one, that's, that's cool too, because we're all in different spots. Don't, we're not competing with each other, you know, competition is great, but whatever's right for you. Don't, don't look at people and be envious right now. Not that envy is necessarily evil or anything, but I, I, I think it's, it's good to want what others have, you know, appreciate what they're doing and be like, that would be really cool for me. But to look at someone with envy and be like, fuck that person, I want that, that's not the right mindset, you know. Uh, rising tide lifts all boats and that kind of shit. So, yeah. Um, start making steps towards something, because... Or st start making steps towards the future that you want. Whatever it is, whatever that looks like for you. Um, for me, like I said, it was changing jobs, making the right money, starting to invest properly and uh yeah getting towards that property and then from there it'll be expanding my community you know not not that that's not what i do in a digital sense but i i truthfully i want to be surrounded by good people i can depend on whether that's friends family you know just fucking neighbors because <laughs> right now let me tell you <laughs> terrified of what my fucking neighbors might might do, you know, and that's not, it's not just necessarily my left or right, you know, like, obviously I know my fucking neighbors, but not the way that we should, you know, that's something, um, I, th I fucked up, I think, on the last episode, because I was blazed, I said the podcast I'd been on about, uh, intentional communities was called the Intentional Community Podcast or something, uh, with Jacob Lindsay, organizer of Childerberg, um, and also host of Tasting Anarchy, show about wine and anarchy um but the podcast was actually called californian in exile and it's chiefly about building intentional communities so look that up i've been on it a few times really fucking cool people um lots of childerberg people involved with that and uh lots of interesting stuff to to think about if you're if you want either a homestead or a community of homesteads you know on a property or neighboring properties whatever it might be so gotta plug them because that shit is very cool to me all right i have ranted and rambled a lot better than i thought i would uh, without even fucking smoking a joint so uh <laughs> i was going to do a q a on instagram for this episode but my lady stole my tablet which is usually what i use well it's it's all i can use for fucking instagram at the minute thanks to zuck so, uh, device banning me, shithead.
fucking lizard cunt. <laughs> so, uh, now I've got to resort to using a tablet, which is why I'm, like, I'm less active. I can only make a post in the morning or the evening. At the second, I can't, obviously, just sell my fucking tablet at work all day. Whereas I can check my phone all day, so... If you want to see kind of more regular hour-to-hour shit from me, you can follow me at BRHatesFeds on Twitter. And otherwise, uh, I mean, you guys you guys know uh, we're back on Instagram, at BR.the.anarch. Uh, but yeah, so I've, I've asked Twitter for a change. I never ask Twitter, because not as many people reply. Usually you guys on Instagram are really fucking killer about... Uh, flooding me with stuff and I get to choose questions um, honestly Twitter didn't do too bad I think I think it's mostly charity people were people were good about giving me some questions to work with so I uh, I appreciate you all uh, we've got maybe maybe six different questions to work through and we'll we'll wrap up like that but I'm definitely gonna gonna light this bad boy before we get into that You know, uh, I was hanging out with these, like, our kind of friend group and this real hippie chick that runs a, um, some kind of thrift store, uh, rolled up to this little gathering we had a few, few months back. Really cool girl. I, I fucking, I genuinely love hippies. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. I fucking love hippies. <laughs> they, uh, I've, I've taken two tokes from this. I'm, I'm already <laughs> upsetting the, uh, the paleos. No, hippies are really fucking cool because they're they're chill anti-authoritarians. I I hang out with so many fucking crazy angry people, and I am one myself at the best of times, you know. Because there's a lot of fucking shit to be angry about. But hippies, they'll just sit there and be like, "Man, yeah, that's so bad. Shit's fucked up, man." And like, just kind of be very chill about it. But anyway, this chick, um, she rolled up and she had two joints with her, and they were rolled with lavender in them. Which sounds really fruity pebbles, but it was so fucking smooth and nice. It was like the nicest joint I've ever had. And we tried to do it at home, uh, grinding up some lavender that we grew. And uh, it wasn't quite the same. I don't know if it needed to be like a lot finer or maybe less fine. I don't fucking know. That's something I need to figure out because it was like, it was smooth and it tasted like flowery and good. It was just, it was very pure. I, I enjoyed smoking it. Anyway, let's, uh, let's get on with this. So, uh, at ChiliBound on Twitter, or aka Bring Back Trigy. That's, uh, that's right, Trigy, if you haven't seen that. Again, I have to say, listener of the show, because I love him and miss him dearly, and this is, like, the best way I can communicate with him, aside from, you know, texting him. <laughs> um... Which countries respond to the recent... Oh, sorry, I fucked that up already. Which country's response to the recent panic has been the greatest disappointment and which the greatest encouragement? Hmm. <laughs> Honestly, like, I haven't done a great job of paying attention to anyone that was, like, not giving a fuck. So, which has been the greatest encouragement is going to be a hard one. And I'm afraid I'll give a boring answer and say, like, the States, but I don't know, I'll, I'll think about that in the back. 
run that on the uh, on an open tab while I answer the biggest disappointment. And you'd think it would be somewhere disgusting like Australia, but honestly, places like Canada and Australia and Britain, I expect it to be a massive fucking disappointment. Like, they've always just been waiting for some authoritarian bullshit, uh, or some excuse to do authoritarian bullshit. I mean, back in the, the culture war days, they banned fucking Lauren Southern. I don't know if they actually banned Stefan Molyneux as well. Good old Molly meme. Um, from Britain. But they definitely banned uh, Lauren Southern. Which is ridiculous, because she's a little fucking white girl with blonde hair. Who, I guess... I don't even know what her fucking platform is these days. I don't know if she went full fashy. <laughs> but I don't know. She was just like... She was just a nationalist, which is so fucking boring, and I never got all the hurrah about her being, you know, like, this big demonic figure. I, back in the day when I was, like, a boring conservative, I watched a few of her videos, and I literally, as a boring conservative, or I guess I was a little bit libertarian, because of my gun stuff, but, um, I thought she was boring even back then, when I was listening to, like, Ben Shapiro and other bullshit, like Steven Crowder, um... Anyway, I expected places like that to suck balls because they've always done authoritarian bullshit. Uh, somewhere that really hurt. I'm not sure if disappointment's the right word, but somewhere that really hurt was Hong Kong. Because they, obviously, you know, we'd been doing all that shit. Um, well, we, we'd been watching the events in Hong Kong, you know, since since I started my fucking account back in early 2019, maybe? I was so hopeful for them. I really thought with all the all of the national attention on them that, well, not national, fucking international attention on the on the protests, that maybe something would happen. You know, maybe maybe China would have to fuck off. It, it was a big fucking, big long shot. Again, I'm an optimist, sometimes to my own detriment and disappointment, but I really did hope that maybe the people of Hong Kong might be might be free within our lifetimes. I, I think they will, ultimately. It depends on how powerful China gets, because it's going to take, <laughs> take a lot more than agorism to kill China. It's going to take, like, a big fuck-up from the, from the government for the people to take advantage of, if not outright violent revolt, because of how, how tight they are. But anyway, um... Yeah, seeing Hong Kong be brushed aside uh, under corona restrictions was such a fucking kick in the balls. Because, uh, again, I was optimistic, and clearly China took every advantage they could with it. You know, it's for your own safety, stay indoors, for realsies. And they, they really, like, not to praise authoritarianism, but China did a fucking good job of stomping on the free people of Hong Kong's face. They they expertly used this crisis. You know, the, the old fucking saying, no crisis goes to waste. China fucking nailed it for putting Hong Kong under their thumb during uh, the pandemic. In the early days, when they were fucking jamming people in cars and taking them in vans and taking them off to God knows where, you know, shooting people wearing... That was fucking wild. Does any why why do we not talk about that? The very fucking earliest days where China was having a pandemic and was like, "Ooh, fuck." 
you know, like kung flu and all that dumb shit. It was like, uh, what's gonna what's gonna happen? And then the Marines, uh, bite, the bite and the bullet, shared videos way back when of people in like, you know, pr- full protective kind of suits with guns, uh, handling like manhandling people pretty roughly. I, I said shooting people. I'm not sure if I... I can't remember now because it was so long ago and my fucking account that I posted some of these videos on, I think, uh, was deleted, obviously. But uh, and I'm sure it's been scrubbed to the darkest reaches of the internet by now. But there was some weird shit going on. You know, obviously obviously the government killed people with the virus. I have no fucking doubt in my mind uh, the CCP did some weird shit. You know, and, and murderous shit during the early days of the pandemic. Zero fucking doubt. Uh, Literally the best case scenario is they ended up in those fucking camps of theirs. China fucking disgusts me. Needless to say. Whenever you see a Maoist praising them, oh, I want to punch that cunt. There's... There was this fucking... I'm going way, way off the... way off the trail here, but this is kind of interesting. Um... Way back when, my, my little sister, she went to this, uh, she used to, like, go to punk gigs in our local town, in our hometown, and, uh, I fucking hated most of the people there, because they knew me as, like, kind of conservative, so, like, I couldn't fucking hang out in the same place as she could, and, uh, so she went to, like, an Antifa meetup one day, it wasn't, like, a member or anything, but, like, they were just having a Antifa group or something. Or, like, a, maybe it was, like, a labor meetup. It was something like that. And then they handed out Antifa stickers there. And, my fucking god. She came home with a Lennon pin. And, she, like, the, the main guy was, like, an adult who, like, a 20-fucking-5-year-old or something who was radicalizing kids. Like, 17, 16-year-old kids. Uh, trying to teach them all of this tanky bullshit. Like... I'll vibe with ANCOMs, but I'll headbutt a fucking tanky. An authoritarian communist. Really just the fucking worst of the worst. I mean, next to authoritarian... Authoritarian right's awful too. I just hate... I don't care what your fucking brand is. I hate authoritarians. Full stop. Uh, Obviously. (laughs) But this fucking cunt was radicalized. He was trying to radicalize kids. So, uh... Being pretty fucking... I I was a bit more of an asshole back then. But I fucking took that Lennon pin off her. She had it on her on her battle jacket when she came home. I took it off her fucking jacket. I was like, when you can explain to me who this guy is and what he did, you can have it back. Uh, she never got it back. <laughs> well, by the time she knew, she didn't want it back. But that was a bit rude. Apologies to my sister. But, yeah, I just thought of that for some reason. Anyway, thinking of, thinking of fucking, yeah, communist China and shit. But anyway... Yeah, I was deeply hurt by how they how they locked down on Hong Kong, um, and unless there's some catalyst further up the road, I I honestly don't know what the situation is these days. I'm sure they really consolidated uh, militarized police power in Hong Kong since the lockdowns and pandemic started. I have no doubt it is way fucking worse there now than than previously, which fucking sucks it was uh it was great way back when some of you will remember uh raising money for uh for donations for gas masks and medical equipment going out there but yeah that that one really fucking sucked um unfortunately 
I, I really can't think of anyone that I'm proud of. I know there's like Swiss, like is it Switzerland or Sweden or somewhere like that? They apparently had like very loose restrictions and everything went fine. Blah, 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 blah. But uh, culturally, I like what is happening in Texas. Because it's, it's not, I think most people be like, oh, well, why, why won't you say Florida? Uh, I don't... A, I don't like uh, DeSantis very much, which is, again, going to be, like, triggering to some people. Oh, like, that's that's apparently, like, a very lulbert thing to say that you don't like DeSantis, but his kind of, um, I don't know, he's trying to be inverse, like, edgy, oh, I'm going to use, he, he's, like, banning masks in some place. I don't know if that means he's necessarily, like, banning masks from being worn, or if he's banning mask mandates. I don't read past the headlines. I'm a scholar. I don't... <laughs> I don't have time for that bullshit. But, um... They, they, they always seem to imply he's banning masks, which makes me think he's just banning mask mandates. But, anyway. I prefer... Texas was a very... A very mixed attitude about it. As in... You drive through, there's people wearing masks, you know, probably fucking Californians or Austinites, kind of one and the same these days, and then you have, you know, regular Texans being fucking regular Texans, and, you know, like, driving through there to Childerberg, it was like nothing was happening. We, uh, we, we mentioned this in the E-Militia bonus episode for the, for Childerberg, um, I, fuck, I forgot what it was called, it was like New Amsterdam or something like that, but, uh, yeah, we, we, some some guy fucking, there was a power cut, long story short, we couldn't get gas in this little town, and this guy just gave us a bunch, a fuck ton of fuel from his farm, you know, it was really cool, it was like it was fucking five years ago, even before, well, Christ, how long ago, 2016? Alright, longer than that, it was like it was before 2016, the guy was really fuck. it was just, just nothing, they didn't give a fuck what our politics or anything was, you know, there was like, they just talk to us like regular people, like, which I feel doesn't happen anymore. It's more like stick with your tribe, which is disgusting. But anyway, uh, Texas is the best I can answer. Uh, somewhere that's gave me the greatest kind of encouragement because people just, you know, come as you are. They were being themselves, and that was a relief. Where it's it's happening in Arizona to a similar extent, but. Definitely not as much, and and there's definitely more of a, a strict culture. There's just too many fucking Californians, and, and also just wannabe authoritarians here. People having their little moment of uh, of power, you know, over here. So, yeah, Texas and Hong Kong, in terms of most encouraged and most disappointed. Um, next question from Esidro... Bunch of numbers. I guys, don't put a bunch of fucking numbers at the end of your name. What the fuck? Unless it's like a, a burner account, I guess. He has he has Max Sterner as his profile picture, so kinda of based. But uh anyway. Would you have would you have on Keith Preston to talk anarchist history and left and right strains of anarchism? Um I I would if I knew who Keith Preston is. I maybe I have egg on my face and I'm I'm missing some like major scholar. Personally I haven't heard of him. Yeah, nothing personal. I imagine if you talk about anarchism, you've been um, pushed to obscurity like the rest of us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'd absolutely talk to someone about 
left or right anarchism, I think there's I think there's nothing more fascinating because I don't view different sects of anarchism as uh, in contention with each other or unless they like there's some weird shit out there where people they get they're like anarchists but they think they're authoritarians or the fascist anarcho-fascism I don't know what the fuck that is maybe maybe we have a, a loser on to explain that someday I don't fucking know but God, that would be... I couldn't do an hour of talking to an anarcho-fascist. I could do five minutes in, and then I'll be drinking for, like, the remaining hour and 25 minutes. But, yeah, I, I, I see different sects of anarchism as different solutions to the same problem. We live in a world with state violence. How is a way that we can organize our community and and function as, you know, between each other as individuals... Um, without a state to coerce us into getting along. And I see every different sect as just a different solution to that problem. So I've, I've never seen it as like, oh, there's the ANCAP solution, or there's the ANCOM solution. The, as, a, as a totality. I've never seen it as like this, that's the way the world needs to be. I think that's fucking stupid, and I think that's impossible. There's so many different people with so many different wants and needs, and they're all going to do things a little bit differently. It's not going to be anarcho-capitalism TM from West Coast to East Coast, you know? There's going to be so many different communities trying different things. Some of them are going to be probably little democracies, you know? Uh, and and that, sounds, that sounds silly to people, but... At the minute, we live in a world that is... Arguably, like, 99.95% state-controlled. And it's starting to wither, you know? More and more, there's... It just really can't be kept up. And I think it's gonna... I, I think statism is gonna be on, on the decline as people become more and more capable of... Um, you know, running their own lives and organizing themselves. And I think technology is gonna play a big part in that. As well as just people... Um, well, as well as people realizing they just don't need the state and states just dying on their own and then people being forced to work it out i think we're going to see all three of those things in conjunction at various degrees all over the world so i don't think we'll ever live in a truly stateless world maybe maybe someday but i think there'll always be little pockets of democracy little micro states you know city states maybe maybe little countries maybe you know some of the states in the u.s you know it's like this is <laughs> this is all um, a government. I I think it's going to become harder and harder to to run such big parts, you know, such big pieces of land. Um, again, as people become more and more decentralized in their lifestyle, but I don't know. Maybe there'll be state-sized countries. Maybe there'll be bigger countries. I don't fucking know. But anyway, I do think uh, it'd be it'd be very interesting to talk to someone about different sects, especially if they're more knowledgeable. I'm currently working on it. I'm reading, you know, everything from. Kropotkin to Bakunin, Max Stoner, just all sorts of fucking shit. It's it's funny how anti, you know, ANCOM I used to be. I used to be a, a good little ANCAP, and now I'm just fascinated by all these people throughout history have had the same idea about the state and had different solutions to it based on their life experiences, the governments they lived under, um, and what they kind of prioritized. So it's all fucking fascinating to me, and uh, yeah, I'd love to talk about it. 
What do you think about Steve Remus for Gov of AZ? Uh, well, if he is in the Libertarian Party, I don't fucking know him, and truthfully, I don't fucking care about him. Sorry, Steve. Uh, I'm just not fucking interested in politicians anymore. I, I don't give a fuck. I'll never really give lip service to a politician in any serious means, in any serious way, ever again. Uh, I just don't fucking care about them. They're, they're unimportant. They're... Notice how the politicians are getting weirder and fucking weirder? You think that's a sign that we're in a dying state and that politicians aren't going to be a thing for much longer? Again, maybe I'll have egg on my face. Maybe I'll be fucking 90 years old, big grey and white beard going, well, fuck. I <laughs> guess I was wrong. But I, I don't think politicians are long for this world, so I don't give a fuck about Steve Remus. <laughs> Truthfully, um, oh, and I, I've been I've been giving everyone a shout out who's submitting questions. So that was uh, at Dread Pirate Kirk on Twitter. Thank you for the question, Kirk. But uh, I couldn't give a fuck about Steve Remus. Sorry. <laughs> um, at one dirty civilian, aka uh, civilian descent, Sibdis on Twitter, he asks. Dream rifle, platform brand, caliber, barrel length, optic, light sling, and any other accessories, IR, laser, slash illuminator, if you want. Um, I would really love a good fucking 50 cal rifle. Probably a, probably a Barrett, because I'm, I want something that I can, you know, this is a home defense weapon. If someone's coming down my drive to dump a bunch of violent, fucking murderous people into my family's home. I want to be able to stop them way the fuck the end of my drive, if not outside my gate while they're trying to breach it, you know? That's the kind of lifestyle I want to live. And, uh, I could, I could build, you know, any fucking dream AR or otherwise kind of, you know, carbine or battle rifle build, but truthfully, nothing says home security like a fucking Barrett 50 cal, and, uh, I'd want that hooked up with, you know, probably like a Night Force scope, some, some fucking ludicrous shit, um, won't need a sling for that bad boy, I saw this, uh, there was this bullpup, this bullpup Russian rifle, and that thing's fucking, maybe it was Russian, Russian bullpup 50, Cal. Ah, maybe it wasn't Russian. Fuck. Bullpup 50 cal. Links the GM6 semi-auto 50 cal. That thing looks pretty fucking cool. It has like a reciprocating barrel and shit. And it's like a pretty good length for a uh, a 50 cal. And then all the, you know, obviously 50 cal being heavy as fuck, you're uh, and and fuck you, I like bullpups before anyone says anything. I'm, I'm a Brit, I was taught funny. You know, shooting SA-80s and shit. I was like, yeah, bullpups are alright. I'd honestly own one if I could. Even though they're pieces of shit. They're, they're a piece of shit weapon system made by a shitty kraut company. That had to take over from a shitty British company. But, <laughs> but uh, I digress. I, I like bullpups. Um, this GM6 Lynx Semi-Or is pretty fucking cool too. They're very rare in the States, and they cost, like, I think, 11 to 15k. 
Fuck, where did they come from? I swear there was like an importing issue. I think there was an importer in Washington State. Let's have a look. Ah, no, it's the Barrett XM500. Can we see where it's from? Ah, fuck this. I'm getting... I, I just pulled up a product page for it and I got a 404 user error, so... Or some shit like that. <laughs> Operator error. Um, hey, dummy, you're fucking up. I don't know. Anyway, those things are... Uh, pretty fucking cool. Some kind of 50 cal. Probably, probably just a Barrett. I mean, they're, they're tried and proven, you know. I don't, I don't need anything too fancy. I just want something that can consistently lob fucking 50 cal down should I need it. Also, I, I really want to get back into long distance shooting because way back when I qualified to shoot out to a thousand yards, uh, when I was working at a gun store, my, my boss was a former British army sniper and he did, uh, he did shooting courses. So, I had the good fortune to go along and qualify shooting out to a thousand and fuck, really, really cool experience. Back in Britain, we, we had to do it on a army range, ironically, same fucking one I was training on when I was doing the bullshit, uh, good old Stanta, but, what was I saying? Anyway, yeah, a 50 cal would be fucking cool, just for both recreation and really practical to have a, a literal cannon on your roof, you know? Um, any advice on getting pistol under 21? For legal reasons, this is a joke. I don't give a fuck. Um, I'm gonna give you a serious answer, my friend. <laughs> Someone said take it from a police officer. Uh, probably not the best idea. I mean, they, they treat their own dogs like fucking... Like nothing, so imagine what they do if you try to grab their gun. Um, 3D print it, get it gifted. Uh, yeah, that's... Those two ways. <laughs> and concealed means concealed so I mean carry restrictions is so fucking silly in this country you know if you if you're doing things right oh and that was from actually for as it was uh, for legal reasons this is a joke I won't well nah, fuck it that's uh that was from arrived sat at arrived satin 18 on Twitter Alright, last question. Unless, I, I gotta check my notifications. Maybe we have one or two more, but... Um... So... Um... At... Star underscore banter, aka Star Spangled Banter, asks, How are you? I mean, really, how are you? What are your deepest fears that grow each day, growing ever so hauntingly over your life until your inevitable slip into the abyss of death? fucking metal as shit, dude. Um, how are you? I'm doing pretty good right now. Job, uh, job definitely kind of boosted my spirits, because, uh, shit's starting to get on track, which is what I've been, you know, obviously getting, getting over here. I've been over here a few years now, but I've been more and more kind of building myself a nice foundation to live the life that I, I moved here for, you know? Obviously, I didn't move here, and then, yep, living the, living that liberty life. There's still fucking tons of work to be done but every day I'm starting to see that foundation more clearly. And once I once I have that true foundation, I think I've got a pretty fucking good one now. You know, consistent home life, a uh, place to put my, my labor into, that's eventually going to profit, uh, or be a, be something I can profit towards the next thing. You know, we're, we're really building... It sounds fucking corny, but I'm, I'm building a, a life for my, my lady now. You know, it's... Which is really fucking cool. It's having real long-term goals and knowing what we want out of life and uh, and all that kind of shit. 
is really fucking good for me because that's where I do best. I've been a military brat or being a military kid, didn't have much consistency, you know, dad's away for fucking stupid amounts of time, uh, for no good reason, and then, you know, having to move around and shit, there's, uh, I don't know, it's nice to really have consistency in my life, even though it's a fucked up time, I myself am finding more and more consistency, so that's really good for me. Um, so that, I hope that answers, I mean, really, how are you? <laughs> um, one of my deepest fears that grow each day, growing ever so hauntingly, blah, 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 until I slip into death. Um, it's definitely, definitely an ego-related thing, but it's, a uh, legacy, you know? Like, why are we here? Hopefully, your answer is to leave the world a better place than you found it, you know? And... I really, really want to leave this place better than I found it. I want to, you know, I want to bring children to this world that, you know, hopefully they continue to improve others' lives. Um, I want as many of my interactions with other people to be positive, um, whether that's in a small way, like just being pleasant, or in a big way, like educating someone uh, for the better, you know, helping them be a better them, live a better life do something better, whatever it might be. So, legacy is a big thing that I think about, and I guess my biggest fear is that all of the time that I invest in, you know, what I do online, talking to other people, um, ed- trying to educate people as best I can, and, and all that good stuff, you know, improve their lives, I do worry that it could just be fucking vanished, you know? And it's fuck, hundreds of hours, if thousands of hours of my time I've invested for, as long as I've been a libertarian, I've always tried to do something educational, contribute something, until I, you know, the the biggest move was becoming more of a voice rather than kind of a behind-the-scenes person, or or trying trying to get into party politics and shit way back when, LPUK kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, legacy is a big thing, and, you know, I, I try not to let it be ego-driven, but I, I think everyone should be a little bit ego-driven. We're all individuals, you know, I think every life has the potential to be fascinating and interesting, and has the potential to inspire and enrich others, which is, you know, not, I don't want to fucking say that's what I do here, (laughs) you know, like... But ideally, that's what everyone should aspire to, you know, I, in, in my opinion. That's what I want to see people do to just be a positive influence on as many other people as possible. So the big fear is, you know, I, no matter what I put out, uh, it, it all gets fucking wiped for whatever reason. We get, you know, the true Orwellian government of our nightmares who can just vanish every little thing they want to, and we're, we're pretty fucking close, we're walking along the knife edge right now, um, we're not quite in full fascism mode where corporate and state is one unholy monster, they're just fucking each other at the minute, the unholy monster comes if we, if we let this child grow up, you know, <laughs> to, to give you a fucked up analogy where I'm essentially saying abort the state, oof, 
that's not gonna be good for optics. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, so that's why I'm kind of pursuing a few different things right now. Like I'm doing the Substack, doing my social media, doing all my podcasts. So that's already three different mediums. They're all internet based, unfortunately, which is from there why I'm trying to expand into printed stuff. I mean, you can you can wipe me from the internet, but if I've printed, you know, 100, 200, 500, 1,000 copies of um, both, I want to start doing, I mean, obviously I want to do Defensive Warfare Against the State um, book, which I promise is always under work, that thing is my fucking baby, it's just taking a bit more than nine months to be born, and then uh, I also want to turn the Anarch into probably an annual zine I'll do, so it'll be like a little bit pricey, uh, like, I don't know, 10, 15 bucks, whatever it has to be to, to get it printed, and then you'll get a thick annual, um, of the year's stories, and, uh, it'll be all, you know, tastefully done, it'll be a physical copy of the Anarch that you can hold in your hand, um, with all the work that we've done, all the profits will be split between our various contributors, and, um, yeah, you'll, you'll see the articles in a bit more of a, an artful way, and you'll be able to have a physical copy on the shelf, you know, year by year, you'll be able to stack up a collection of, um, of the Anarch, which is what I'd like to do, because, uh, both Rothbard, Konkin, all sorts of anarchists throughout, I mean, fucking Kropotkin, all sorts of anarchists have had, um, you know, publications in the past, and they were a great way to collect the collect their work, collect their thoughts, and to kind of have a progression of ideas and a, a big catalog of anarchist works, you know, at, available. And uh, rather than just sitting down and writing a, a dusty tome, you know, every 20, 30 years in their life, they, they just had this ongoing thing um, that, that could be, you know added to, and, and what I really like about, um, our substack, uh, theanarch.substack.com, is, uh, that we have so many cool people contributing to it, more and more, uh, are contacting me with interest, you know, by the week, and we've already got some fucking killer people in there, uh, Lazy Fair, fucking awesome writer, um, State of Appalachia, aka Smokey the Appalachia Stani, I'm, I think I'm learning how to say Appalachia? I've heard enough people say it at this point, but oh my god, back in the early days. But anyway, yeah, it'll be it'll be really cool to add a uh, you know more and more stuff to that, and then publish these yearly for sale or however we end up doing that. Um, maybe I can get Spirit Resistance to distribute those for me. I'll just figure out printing and such. But anyway, um, Legacy again. Legacy is what I. I am most afraid of, because this is a big part of my life, I, uh, you know, it's, it has impact both positive and negative on my, just how I live my life, you know, my politics impact how I, how other people perceive me, they might think less of me just because of my opinions and beliefs, or they might think more of me, it's, you know, created and harmed relationships I've had, you know, I've made, I've made friends, um, just being in this. And I'm, I'm sure I've, people have probably stopped talking to me because of how I think, you know? It's so, um, to lose all of that kind of time and investment, all the decisions I've made 
for all of it to just be wiped, you know, when I'm dead and gone, and I can't, I can't offer up my word and my fight anymore to, to continue, you know, what we hope for a, a society without state violence and coercion. I, um, it would suck, you know. This is gonna be truly my life's work. I, it's what I'm a fucking fanatic about, and uh, I can't see me shutting the fuck up even when I achieve um, the lifestyle that I want for myself. I think this will always be my fight, <laughs> for better or worse, so, yeah, legacy is something I really keep an eye on, as well as ego, you've got to keep the ego in check while you're trying to maintain that legacy, you know, and, um, so, printed work will help with that, hopefully will help immortalize, um, you know, our, our ideas for peace, autonomy, and liberty, as well as, uh, those of our friends. So, yeah, hopefully that answered that. Um, I I know it was meant it was meant to be edgy and metal and shit, but it it was a good question for me. Kind of uh, I don't know that that's a topic I've kind of been wanting to touch on as well as just the zine because the zine sounds really fucking fun to put together. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it, that, that was a that was a handful of topics I wanted to address, but never really fucking knew how to, um, prior, so, anyway, thank you for listening guys, and I'll see you next time.